day 281 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith i'm john and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so man last day of second corinthians um yeah last time so we talked about last time paul's like hey bro i need y'all to be generous right generosity even out of poverty right and today paul is like all right so man i'm about to send them folks to y'all right and we gonna come through just make sure that check don't bounce <laughs> right, right. i done told folks that y'all got it <laughs> yeah. i done bragging on y'all yeah so and i want you to save me and you right the embarrassment yeah but he's going to draw again another biblical principle right yeah. and so he's going to say man the point is this the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly but right. man, the person who sows generously will also reap generously each person should do as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly not out of compulsion since god loves a cheerful giver right and then he says this he says and god is able to make every grace overflow to you right so that in every way always having everything you need you excel in every good work man it's so crazy because we've talked about this a ton bro yeah like it is biblically true that if you are generous like god will make sure you straight bro that's what yep so it's like yeah and <laughs> i get the dangers of running into a prosperity gospel where cats yes. give money they throw ten dollars in the plate and they're yes. waiting on god to send them the thousand dollar check out of nowhere i get that that is a danger we don't want people to fall into that however uh the antidote for that is not saying uh is not like not saying it right so the mm -hmm. antidote is not denying the fact that god in fact does that right god yep. takes care of us and paul's point is that yeah listen generosity is costly it's going mm -hmm. to cost you something and it's mm -hmm. going to take a whole lot out of you generosity will cost you everything but i think paul's point is but it's worth it it's mm -hmm. worth it, right? It's costly, yes, but it's mm -hmm. worth it. Don't focus as much on the cost as you do the payoff, the value of it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, the value is this going to, it's going to meet the needs of the saints. It's going to overflow to thanksgiving for God. Uh, it's going to be good for you because you're going to see God work in a rich way. And so Paul's yep. going to say generosity is costly, uh, mm -hmm. but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the inherent assumption we always have, man, is that, man, if I give this much money or if I do this, if I give this, then somehow my needs will be unmet. Right, right. Right. And Paul addresses that head on and says, so that's so good. Such yeah. a good word, bro. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so transitioning from there, he kind of makes a shift yep. uh, going forward. And for the rest of the book, right. he's going to put himself up. Right. These fake apostles, these false apostles. Yeah. Um. And, you know, man, it's so crazy because uh, he just has to be clear. Like, verse 4 of chapter 10, he's like, man, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, right? right. But are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And in other words, he's like, listen, fam, like, man, me and these cats ain't really on the same playing field. Right. right? Like they're kind of peddling these fleshly outward things. And I'm not even going to combat them. I'm not... He said, I, I'm not going to combat them with more like fire with fire. I'm right. not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to stick to 
because this is something deeper going on yeah. where they're twisting you guys' mind, right? right? Putting these strongholds in you guys' thinking about who they are. So I'm going to fight with, you know, uh, the spiritual warfare, the the, the prayer, the, the word of God, the word of right. truth. I'm going to keep preaching truth, these things. But he's like, these cats, bro, they operate according to the flesh. Letters of recommendations, credentials, right? you know, exceptional rhetorical prowess, big time Jewish pedigree, boldness, authoritarianism, all these things. Right. It's like, yo, I don't even have to, like, they, they probably play checkers, I'm playing checkers. Right, 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 right. So in uh, chapter 10, Paul's going to refute them and he's going to bring up, he's like, listen, listen. Paul's like, I know what they say uh, uh, about me. Yeah. I know that y'all say, man, Paul's tough behind that keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when he gets face to face, Paul doesn't seem that impressive or that bold. And Paul's like, nah, because mm -hmm. when I get face to face, like, mm -hmm. I want y'all to know that you're loved. I don't want y'all to feel um, um, demeaned. I don't want y'all to feel my anger. But then in chapter 11, yo, mm -hmm. Paul's like, all right, y'all seem to like it when cats talk spicy. So if we're going to be foolish, let's start. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yo, if y'all really want to go there. All right, let's that. go there. Like, all right. I'm not, he said, I don't even put my hope or my trust or my boast in these things. But if you really want to talk like that, they really wanna, can't even touch me on that level. If y'all want to be ignorant, yeah. let me be ignorant right now. And yeah. Paul's like, what do you like about them so much? Because mm -hmm. they're Jews? Paul's like, so am I. Because they're a descendant of Abraham? Paul's like, me too. Because they suffer, Paul's like, fam, nobody suffered more than me. And he just goes on and lists like all of these things. And then he goes mm -hmm. on at the end and says, no, no, listen, Cat shut down a whole city in Damascus. They was trying to get me. They blocked <laughs> off all the entrances, not for them, but for mm -hmm. me to the point where like Rahab, they had to let me out the the window in a basket and so Paul's like mm -hmm. listen if you want to if you really want to go there let's go there right and and mm -hmm. I I love this part because you do see some of the like the humanity of, of the, <laughs> right Bible. Paul just mm -hmm. yeah 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 bro I love the fact that he was like you know um he says man I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve mm -hmm. by his cunning yeah, your minds may be seduced from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Yeah, and man, like we just we just missed this. Like deception is Satan's native tongue, mm. right? And he is still in the business of deceiving, deceiving, bro. That's good. And so Paul is like, "Yo, man, like y'all are really being deceived." And he right. says later, he's like, "For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ." And he's gonna say like, "Satan disguises himself as an angel, angel of light." light. And he's gonna say like he's gonna use this word uh, pseudo pseudo apostolos, which is literally one word. But he's saying like, yo, they're they're not real apostles. <laughs> they fake, and they fake. They're they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And I think about Matthew. <laughs> <Matt. Cousins>. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. She was like, why you uh, got uh, <laughs> you don't have hooves like me. <laughs> Nah, cause I be, I be I be climbing. <laughs> you have to look at the video. Matthew Hudson has this video about wolves and sheep's clothing. Anyway, on Instagram. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, like it's hilarious, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing he's saying here, man, is like the reason wolves are so deceptive mm. is because they look like sheep, right? So mm. Paul is like, man, y'all have to be more discerning than that. Y'all have to be more tethered to God's word and the gospel, yeah, than that, yeah, um, or else. 
And we do too because we all got a little Corinthian in us. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Chapter 12, man. Paul keeps going. So Paul just keeps his thumb down on him, right? And he's like, yo, if you want to talk about vision, sufferings, Paul's like, I got that. Then Paul's going to say this. If you want to talk about visions, Paul starts off in verse two and Paul's going to be like, yo, listen, I know this one guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to describe like, yo, I know this dude and he was taken up to the third heavens and he saw this great vision heard inexpressible things. So Paul's going to talk about the lows that he went through, but then he's going to talk about this height, the heights of this one guy that he knows. Mm. And then in verse seven, Paul's going to change the pronouns and Paul's going to say, listen, so that I wouldn't exalt myself. Mm. God gave me a thorn in the flesh. And you're supposed to say, what? Yo, yo, Paul, I thought you knew a guy. And Paul's like, oh, I let it slip. Oh, <laughs> actually that guy was me. Mm. And then Paul's going to go on this thing just about how he's suffering and God gives him this thorn in the flesh, pleading for God to take it away. And in all his pleading, God doesn't. But God says, no, no, no. Look, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. And this is the point right here at the end. Uh, Paul's basically going to help us see, yo, weakness is an asset. It's not a liability. Mm, right. Mm, weakness yeah. is an asset. It's not a, a liability. We tend to feel like weakness is a liability. All right. Mm. So uh, I was a business major in college, took accounting for two years. Right. Not accounting one and accounting two, but accounting one twice because I failed it the first. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned. Right. I learned really good about assets and liabilities. Rent is a liability. You're paying out mortgage, money that you could use, or you're paying out rent, money that you could use for your personal comfort, you're paying it out, and at the end you have nothing to show for it. It's an expense. Yeah. A mortgage, you may pay the same amount of money, but it's not a liability, it's an asset, because you own the house. When you pay it down, you're actually investing in a future investment. It's an asset. It shows up on your uh, balance sheet, right? It shows up as a positive. And, mm -hmm. and what Paul's going to say is, man, there's a lot of us that we think of suffering, right? The comfort that we have to give away when we go through these hard times. We think of it as paying rent. We think of it as a liability. Like, man, there's comfort that I'm forfeiting that I mm -hmm. wish that I had. And we find ourselves saying, woe is me, woe is me. But Paul's saying, no, weakness, suffering is not a liability. It's an asset mm -hmm. that as I pay it out, that as I forfeit this comfort now, I'm reminded that God will comfort me in the future. And Paul's actually going to say, I experience the shelter that is mm -hmm. the grace of God's power in weakness. So therefore, I'm going to boast all the more in my weakness and my hardship because yeah. that's my mortgage payment for this house of God's comfort and shelter. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think it's, uh, man, God, like if we're quick to say anything about ourselves, bro, yeah, it ought to be, you know, 
how God has used us in Amen. spite of us, mm. how God has, you know, uh, made much of, much of himself through our finiteness, our right. limitations, how he has scored touchdowns with our fumbles. Right, right, right. right. Like literally, man. Uh. And Paul is um, a great example of that. Uh. And 13, man, he just ends off and he's just like, yo, these are my final warnings, exhortations. And he just ends off with the with this blessing, man, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, right? Yeah. The grace, love, and fellowship that is with us comes from God the Father through the person of the Son by the power of the Spirit. And this is the God we worship and whom we are ambassadors for in this life. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would uh, yeah, give us grace, help us to be reminded that the weakness that we experience and face in this world, it's not a liability, Lord, but it really is an asset. Uh, in our weakness, your power is made perfect. Um, and I pray that as we go through the day, that we would be reminded that the successes, the victories that we find ourselves experiencing throughout this day, uh, that they're all because, like he said, Lord, you take our fumbles and score touchdowns. And so I pray that we would take our eyes off of ourselves, put them onto you, uh, the God who never fails, the God who always wins. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.